Authors on the Air with Terry Shepard, award-winning broadcaster, narrator, and author of the Jessica Ramirez Thrillers. Brought to you by the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network and by Ramirez and Clark Publishers. Presenting Terry Shepard's latest Jessica Ramirez adventure, Chasing the Captain. Available in print, digital, and audiobook everywhere. Thanks, Lisa. Heather Gudenkoff moved to Iowa at age three and has been a Hawkeye ever since. A former third grade teacher in Dubuque, Heather wrote her first novel while still in the classroom. It took three years for the weight of silence to evolve from an idea to a book. Her debut earned a Best First Novel Edgar nomination, a Barry nomination for Best Original Paperback, and was a Goodreads Choice Award nominee for Best Fiction. That was in 2009. Today, she's penned her ninth book, Overnight Guest. Our conversation began with one of my favorite questions. Why write? Oh, well, I'm a, a teacher by trade. I, I taught third and fourth grade for years, and I was an instructional coach, and I was a Title I reading coordinator. So, you know, reading and writing, it's in my blood anyway, and at least in the, the uh, teaching form of it. And, but I've always loved to read and write, and I... I really felt like I had a, a story to tell. And so one day I closed up my classroom for summer break, uh, bought a journal and started writing The Way to Silence and um, tucked it away. Uh, I, I finished the first draft before I got my classroom ready for the new school year. And I tucked it away and brought it out at winter break when teachers can come up for air again. And I thought I needed to figure out what I was going to do with it. And I started looking into the whole publishing process because it was something I was not familiar with at all. And uh, eventually ended up with uh, Park Row, Mira and Park Row. That, that, for a first attempt, that is an outstanding story. Uh, it's, you know, right place, right time. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to find an agent who really loved the book. And um, she worked with me for a year and a half to get The Way to Silence in good shape, much better shape. And after that, she decided it was ready to send out to publishers. And then it took another year and a half um, to land um, a publisher. and and. Yeah, and I've been writing ever since. For those who don't know what this story's about, give us the Wiley pitch. Sure, yeah. So the overnight guest is about Wiley Lark. She's a true crime author who comes to this old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, uh, to finish her current project, which is about a true crime that took place in that very community, in that same house, decades before. And so she's settled into the, the old house. It's the middle of winter. She's working away on her book. And of course, the blizzard of the century hits. Uh, and she knows that she's going to be snowed in for, for a while. She opens up her front door to let her dog out and discovers a child in the snow who's nearly frozen. And there's no one else around. There's no adult, nothing to where this child came from. So, of course, she brings the child into the house, and um, they they don't really mesh up quite well at first, and they're trying to figure each other out. 
the child's not saying where they came from and, and what's going on. But Wiley quickly realizes that they're not so isolated as they thought they were uh, in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of this blizzard. Somebody will do anything to get inside that house. And then interwoven with that story is the actual crime story that Wiley has written that chronicles the crime that took place 20 years before in that same house. So uh, inter interspersed with Wiley's story is exactly what happened, who, you know, what the crime was, the how it affected the community, the family members, the police investigation. And then interwoven with that is one another third perspective that I don't like to say a lot about, but once the three storylines collide, it, it all makes sense. You do a great job going back and forth between present day and flashback. Thank you. How Thank you. do you pull that off? Oh, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, I really, um, I knew I needed to tell the story in three, in three perspectives, uh, for just because of the different timelines, but also, um, you know, to get in the minds of the characters where they're at and that, in that period of time. And so I started out, I, I started out with the, uh, the flashback scenes first. And I wrote as far as I could with those. I, you know, I had a very clear picture in my mind of what the crime was. Didn't know exactly where it was going to go. Didn't even exactly know who'd done it. Um, I had an idea, but that always changes as I write. And I, I wrote as far as I could there. And then I went back and started working on the Wiley present day scenes and inter, um, you know, dispersing those throughout. And, um, the third perspective really came um, fully to me when near when I was nearly done with the book. I had bits of it in there, but it, it took that long for me to be uh, to really discover how I wanted to tell that part of the story. They say that there's a little bit of us in every character at some place, some point. How much of you is in Wiley? Oh goodness, huh? You know, I, well, we're both writers. You know, I've always wanted to write about a, um, have a character be a true crime writer. I'm kind of obsessed with true crime. I, you know, all the podcasts, all the documentaries, the datelines, the a true crime book, but I'm a, I'm a fiction writer. Uh, but on the page, I got to play a, a true crime writer. So that was kind of fun. And I, I would say that's pretty much where, um, you know, our similarities end, but, you know, she's absolutely, you know, driven. She got a mind of her own. I guess we have those things in common too, I, I guess, but she's a unique complex character. How do you build your characters? Slowly, but, you know, cause, you know, I, I get a notebook. I always have a notebook and I tab sections and I'll label each section with a character's name uh, and then I'll start brainstorming you know what they look like what they sound like uh, their history their loves their hate and some of it sticks and you know gets in the book others don't make it into the book but I, it still helps me get to know them a little bit better but it, it does it takes time you know as you develop a character because um, Wiley is kind of, oh, I guess, um, you know, 
very, she very much isolated herself and is, I don't know if she, she would call her an open person or a very pleasant person even, you know, we don't, she's just, just trying to do her job and she doesn't want to make connections with anybody. And so as I wrote her at first, I kind of made her a little too friendly and I'm like, oh, that, that wouldn't be her. That wouldn't be the way she would react. And um, especially to this, even though it's a child, um, the stranger coming into her domain, you know, so made her a little more prickly as, as I got to know her. What are your fans like most about the way that you write? I don't know. I, I hope, you know, I really hope that um, they, they like the fact um, that I, you know, create these really typical, regular, everyday characters who are just kind of thrust into these very strange, dangerous circumstances and, um, you know, take them for a ride and a bit of an escape. And, you know, I do write dark, you know, thrillers, mysteries. Um, but I also really try, because some of the subject matter I write about is hard um, and dark, but I really hope it's, there's like an infusion of hope in there too. So I think readers really appreciate that, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel for the characters, that um, there's something beyond, you know, the trauma or the, you know, the difficulties that they face in the pages of my book, that there's something out there better. What's the appeal of the dark side to you? You know, I, people ask me that all the time because they, you know, I, I was a third grade teacher, for goodness sake. You know, you, you have to be peppy and happy, and I, I am, I think. Uh, but I've always loved mysteries and scary shows and scary books. And one of my favorite memories, you know, is in, um, I still do this with my dad. But we would, you know, back in the day when we had three or four channels, is all maybe Friday nights, there'd be like the mystery movie on one of the stations. And we would sit down and watch that together. And, um, you know, as I grew, we, we liked a lot of the same books, um, mysteries and, and thrillers, and um, would share those back and forth and still do. Um, so I think that's where it came from. And um, I think... Um, with that as well, though, I do, I must say, I grew up in Iowa. I was uh, 12 years old, the same time that um, Johnny Gosh, if you've heard that story of the paper boy in Des Moines who was kidnapped off his, from his route, and we were the same age, and that absolutely terrified me and intrigued me because here I, you know, was this, the same age, following this on the news, it was everywhere, um, parents really started to become really concerned about where your kid was and be home. And it it just, my childhood kind of changed that there from this really one of innocence where we would run around all hours of the day till it was dark out. Maybe our parents knew where we were to where the community, you know, parents were getting much more protective of where their kids were. And, you know, I grew up and, um, you know, Johnny didn't come home, and that has always stuck with me. And so I think that mystery and, you know, the heartbreak of that really stuck with me through the years. So, I, you know, I often include children in my books and um, have their perspective 
included as well. We all dream of being New York Times number one best-selling authors. How did you do it? It it's, uh, was amazing. I I really don't know. Again, that right time, right place kind of thing, and the book really resonated with booksellers and readers. Um, and I I can't explain it. I really can't explain it. But that it was just um, a thrill, a thrill of a lifetime. How do you promote? You know, it's really changed over the years. Um, you know, when I first started, you know, there was some on, on things on Facebook, you know, that was around. Um, but I didn't do a whole lot, you know, because I didn't know what to do. I, you know, and I was working and um, you just did what you could and tried to set up events and go to events that your publisher set up, but um, especially now with the pandemic, um, when we were <laughs> all at home, we've been at home for a couple of years now, really. Um, that's when the, really the online um, presence became even more important, I think, and uh, we kind of are flooded with it. But, you know, I really reached out to other authors and we started doing some fun book events online and book things. I, I currently do um, because I really missed um, connecting with readers and um, I'm a huge reader and I wanted to connect with other authors. So during the pandemic, I started this fun little series called uh, Side and side trips where uh, I interviewed authors about their pets, their sidekick, and really short, fun videos asking them questions like, if your pet could describe you in three words, what would they say? <laughs> yeah. Or if you're in a dark alley and it's just you and your pet and someone comes along, who would protect who? And then, of course, we talk about their book and, and what they're reading. But it was a really nice way to get a short snippet, a short look into a different aspect of an author's life. And then I realized there are so many authors that I wanted to talk to that didn't have pets. So I added the side trips aspect to it where I asked them about something that they're passionate about beyond writing. And it's been really fun. So I've talked to authors who are real advocates for mental health, um, authors who really are into design and bike riding and baking. And so it's just been a, a really fun way to connect with other authors. And now I'm doing a fun um, little series with two other authors, Kara Ruda and Kimber Kimberly Bell, called Killer Author Club, where we invite thriller writers to come talk with us. And we have a killer cocktail and do killer giveaways and ask them, who do you kill? How do you kill? Why do you kill? Fictionally, <laughs> of course. Yeah. And so that's another way to try and keep um, readers engaged with, you know, writers that we love and, and with us to have those conversations because there's nothing better than talking about books. How do you know when you're successful in this business? I don't know if you ever know. I, it's such, isn't it a, don't you think it's just an industry full of ups and downs? And um you just don't know. It, 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 you just, you know, for me, what I've learned, because like, you know, the ups and downs, accolades come and go, good book reviews, more negative book reviews, people like your book, they don't like your book. Um, some projects are harder than others. And one thing I've really learned over the years, if you write the books that you want to read, that helps you get through all of that. 
because when it's down to it, it's you and the page, you and your computer, and you and your story. And if you don't love the story, you might not always like the story, but if you don't love the story and the work you're doing with it, it's hard. It can be really hard. When are you happiest as a writer? Oh, gosh. My, the happiest time for me is when I, you know, I've settled on an idea and I go to uh, Target or Staples and I get all my new school supplies, like my post-it notes and my notebooks, and, and I'm starting to, to draft the book. Yeah. And, you know, and brainstorm and, you know, just start fleshing things out. And that is my favorite time because there's just so many possibilities and, you know, and I really try to approach my first draft as there are no mistakes. You just go. You just go. So that's my favorite time. Authors on the Air with Terry Shepard is a copyrighted presentation of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Check out Chasing the Captain, the newest Jessica Ramirez thriller from Terry Shepard, available in print, digital, and audiobook. I'm Lisa Davis. Join Terry in the next chapter for Authors on the Air.